Naturalized. This is the beautiful game described by two ugly gentlemen. Glory to Columbus. Who are probably sitting at a soccer bar near you. McBride's in the box. A hard cross. McBride scores. It's 3-0 United States. Welcome to Bone and Beam United. Happy Soccer Podcast Day. What is up? I am Bone. And I am Beam. Yes, and every day here is Happy Soccer Podcast Day. It is World Cup 2022 Group H preview time. We are looking at one of the groups here. We've done all the groups of the World Cup. They are all available for you. You can find those podcasts wherever you find, wherever you found this podcast, honestly. They should all be right there. Groups A through H. That's, last I checked, eight different groups. That's how the world 32 worked. teams for the last, for the time. last time. Yes. This is the last time we're going to have that next time. There's going to be all new letters and, and groups. We're going to have to do a whole heck of a lot more work uh, the next time. That's that right. Rolls around. Well, but that'll be most of that will be in the U S and we will hopefully be traveling to those to Canada. Yes. For the games <laughs> or Mexico. Yep. Correct. I, I agree. Let's go to all, all three. Let's go to all three countries. Let's do it. In. Let's do the North American tour. All right, so this is not the North American tour. All these games, of course, are being played in Qatar. Uh, Group H features Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. Uruguay! So if you haven't listened to any of these group previews before, here's what we do. We're not doing tactical breakdowns. We're not going deep into the 18 and saying, wow, who's going to be their third sub or whatever. No, what we are looking at is the high points getting you kind of a brief initiation into any of these groups. If maybe you haven't paid attention to a lot of uh, Ghanaian or South Korean soccer of late. Maybe you don't check in regularly on Uruguay or Portugal. That's fine. We're giving you the high points to get you started. So Beamer's going to give us a rundown of kind of the history of some of these teams and betting odds. Then we'll go through the schedule and then we'll tell you what we think is going to happen in this group. All right. You mentioned it. Portugal, Uruguay, Ghana, and South Korea start off with the highest ranked team in the world from this group. That would be the Portuguese, they clock in FIFA world rankings. They are number nine in the world. Acela Sao is their name, which simply means the selection a la what Brazil's team means because they both speak Portuguese. So there hey, you go. Look at that. Uh, it, wouldn't you know that their odds to win the world cup 17 to one. So pretty good odds for Portugal get to their best players here in a little bit. You're going to know a lot of them. If you're a fringe soccer fan, if you know who Cristiano Ronaldo is, this is where he lives. This is the team that he plays for their last world cup round of 16 in 2018. They are eight time participants in the world cup and their best world cup performance happened in 1968. So they got third place. They were the third place finishers all the way back in 68. Uh, if you look at where they qualified now, they qualified out of UEFA, Serbia, who is also in the world cup. They qualified on 20 points in eight matches played. Portugal actually qualified second in that group out of UEFA. They had to go to a playoff. Remember back in the summer, that's right. North Macedonia. So Macedonia had to play their way in and had Portugal on the ropes before they ultimately ended up winning that game and getting to the World Cup. So recent form, run of form for uh, Portugal. He had a battle of the Iberian Peninsula. Back in September, they lost 1-0 to Spain. They beat the Czech Republic 4-0, which is a massive win for them and lost to Sweden, excuse me, Switzerland uh, back in June 1-0 as well. So they've had the Czechs number because back in June they beat them 2-0. So 6-0 aggregate scoring against the Czechs. That's something to put a pin in uh, against Spain and Switzerland. Did not have the best time. Ghana comes into this 60 First in the world, the Black Stars, in contention for the best nickname in all of this World Cup tournaments. Mm-hmm. You're going to know some of these guys from Ghana as well. Odds, 251, the Black Stars of Ghana come in. They are four-time participants in the World Cup. 
their last World Cup happened back in 2014. That was the group stage, and the best World Cup that they had was, of course, 2010, where they made the quarterfinals. Their qualifying position was sixth in their group. 13 matches played, had to get in via playoff, beat a tiebreaker of South Africa. Last three for the Ghanaians. September 27th, took down Nicaragua 1-0. September got beat by Brazil. That's a tough task for anybody in this World Cup. They lost that game 3-0. And then Chile, they beat in penalties in the Kieran Cup back in June. All right, your other big boy in this group, Uruguay. Uruguay comes in number 14 in the world, La Celeste, which translates to sky blue. Their odds to win the World Cup, 49 to 1. They are 14-time participants in the World Cup. Their last World Cup, they made it to the quarterfinals in 2018. They are two-time winners of the World Cup. Uruguay is, they are a pretty small country in South America as well. So relative to the population that in which they have, uh, they are dominant. Two-time winners again, 1930-1950. Con Mabel, they have 18 matches played. They qualified third place in that region on 28 points, finishing only behind Argentina and Brazil. Their run of form coming into this beat Canada, who are also in the World Cup on September 27th, 2-0. Lost to Iran, which is another World Cup team, which is in the U.S.'s group, so we'll put a pin in that, remember that for later. They be, they lost to Iran 1-0, and then they took down Panama Panama back in June 5-0, so hammering of that. South Korea comes in 28th in the world. Also, runner for best nickname in sports, the Tajuk Warriors or Tigers of Asia. They clock in at 250-1 to to win this World Cup. They are 10-time uh, participants in the World Cup. Their last World Cups, they have made the group stage 2014 and 2018. Their best World Cup happened on home soil for them back in 2002, in which they placed fourth. Their qualifying finished behind Iran and qualifying uh, on 23 points in 10 matches played. Recent run of form for them. Now, they actually had a run-up into the World Cup like a week before the World Cup started uh, against Iceland. Guess what? We recorded that before that, so I don't have the Iceland date for you or the (laughs) Iceland game who are not participating in the World Cup, but they beat Cameroon back in September 1-0. They drew Costa Rica, and Costa Rica was on a red card 2-2, and then they ultimately lost to Japan in the East Asia Cup in the final 3-0 back in June. So those that's a little rundown of your participants in Group H. Yeah. So here are the scheduled games as they run. Uh, And, of course, all of these are Eastern time for you. Mm -hmm. November 24th, Uruguay in South Korea from Education City Stadium in Al Rayon. That is an 8 a.m. kickoff there. Portugal and Ghana will take each other on at Stadium 974 in Doha at 11 a.m. And I think we've talked about this before. Stadium 974, that is the stadium that you can disassemble and reassemble, which is a unique feature of that one, I guess. Uh, November 28th. South Korea and Ghana, Education City Stadium in Al Rayon. That is an 8 a.m. kickoff. Portugal and Uruguay, Lucille, Iconic Stadium in Lucille, Qatar, 2 p.m. start there. Then December 2nd, the final of these qualifying round games, this will be the final of those, you know, going on December 2nd. After that, we'll be into the knockout round. Uh, both these games at 10 a.m., South Korea, Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, uh, playing taking place at Al Rayon and Al Wakra, respectively. All these games, of course, are available on Fox if you would so like to watch them. So there you go. Uh, like you mentioned about these teams, Beamer, seems a little straightforward to me yep. with Uruguay and Portugal. I mean, these two teams are the highest ranked. The issue I have with Uruguay, and I guess to a little, not as much with Portugal because they've got a lot of other talent now, but... 
Like Cristiano Ronaldo is old, mm-hmm. right? Luis Suarez is old. Yeah. Edison Cavani, old. Like old. these are these are guys that we have seen. Federico through... Valverde, young. Oh yes, good. Yes, young, <laughs> good. Right. So there are there are plenty of guys who are on these rosters for Portugal and Uruguay who you say, well, they're they're getting up there in age, right? But like in Portugal's case. It's not like Fernando Santos has no one else around Cristiano Ronaldo, their head coach. Uh, he's got a guy named Bruno Fernandes, who you seem to be pretty familiar with, Very I would good. say. But yep. uh, Ruben Diaz, Renato Sanchez, Bernardo Silva, they've got talent. Renato They're- Sanchez always pops his head up in major international tournaments as well. Yeah. Like, he's very, very good player. Yeah. I, I mean, South Korea is not, I don't want to like dismiss them either because they have plenty of talent too. Well, here's the thing about South Korea as well. You're going to want to keep an eye, and I don't mean to for this to be a pun. You're going to want to keep an eye on the injury to Hyungman's son. Obviously, big time player in the Premier League, player for Tottenham on his day. He is one of the most fun players in the world to watch. I enjoy the hell out of him uh, watching link, watching him link up in England uh, with Harry Kane. One-on-one player. He's fantastic. He's awesome in space as well. He had an eye injury that he is dealing with, and he is on the squad. He should be good to go, but that is a thing. If they lose him, that is their best player, then they have absolutely no shot of making well, it out. It's, it's yeah. already a tough road for them. If they're without him, there's no way. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I do think that's clearly something to keep uh, you know, watch of because we have not seen the official answer on how that's going to go. Uh, and for Ghana, it's not that they can't get out of this group or anything, but we're trying. I mean, we're looking at the odds here, and I, we could go through all the scenarios where Yes, Ghana, they they might be able to do something against Uruguay or Portugal and steal a result. Uh, their game with South Korea will be hugely important, especially if, like you said, Human Son cannot play. Yep. Then there's a lot more optimism for them, possibly. This is but, not the Ghana of 12 years ago in 2010, no, though. It is no, an it entirely, is, well, literally an entirely yeah, different roster. But they're, yeah, but they're not going to be, I don't think, anywhere near as good as that team, and I, I do think this is going to be a really tough one for them. So I think we eliminate them. Uh, I think the the must-see match, of course, Portugal and Uruguay, that likely determines who comes out of this group. Um, and don't forget, these two teams met up in 2018 in Russia in that World Cup, and uh, Edinson Cavani had two brilliant goals in that mm-hmm. game that helped them, Uruguay, get the victory 2-1 to one over Portugal. So this could be, you know, uh, another case of a couple guys who played on, you know, the same team at Manchester United, right, right. with Cavani and Ronaldo facing off again. Very old guys, but still very talented players. So we'll see. I mean, this is this is a this is a fun group to watch. I think I think you will get. I know it's the World Cup. You're going to get a lot of good games, right? But I feel like this is one of those groups where if you check into any of the games that are played, they're all going to be more up and down. They're not going to be like just one team dominating the other team, just sitting there holding back and trying to withstand a hundred different shots. Like right. I do think this, there, there will be more open play between a lot of these teams because of their styles and the way they like to go. So I, I could see this being a fun group to watch from a standpoint of just checking in on any one game. But I think I'm going to lean with Portugal to get the job done and get revenge for the loss against Uruguay. And I do think they win the group. Portugal does. All and right. Uruguay comes in second. So you're right on with the odds makers there. Portugal comes into this as a group H favorite minus 145 for them to win the group. 
Uruguay checks in at two to one odds as group winners. Ghana actually 10 to one to win the group and South Korea, uh, your long shot in this one at 12 to one to win. If you're asking yourself, uh, well, what about odds just to qualify to the next round? Portugal minus 700. That means you have to put $700 down to win a hundred. Uruguay comes in minus 250. Ghana at plus 240 and South Korea. Again, uh, your long shot at plus 270 to escape from this. I just, so here's the thing. I'm with you on that. I think Uruguay has more class, and I'm so anxious to see um, how many minutes Luis Suarez gets compared to Darwin Nunez. Of course, Liverpool player, good player, Darwin Nunez yeah, is. Yeah, very good player. Uh, if you haven't watched any Liverpool game, I mean, he's going to be obviously effective, but how are those minutes managed? What do they play them in that situation with Nunez and Valverde kind of being the new blood for Uruguay? Well, and, then the, right. and then the old guard being Suarez um, and, of course, Edinson Cavani. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of an interesting dichotomy of – do you want new fresh blood that's probably going to give you your best chances? Or if you're winning and you need somebody to give you minutes, are you going to bring those guys off the bench? Like kind of what's going to happen? So I, I think that's a fascinating storyline inside of Uruguay's tactics is going to be that. Yeah. I feel like to make a dumb analogy, I feel like it's the idea of buying tickets to go see Motley Crue today Yeah, or go see like a younger band that is, putting out brand new music and touring in clubs. That's the young guard of Uruguay, right? And it's like, well, Motley Crue though has all the hits and yeah. they look, you know who Motley Crue is. It's like, right. But, but that's probably not the best show you could see for your money. If you wanted to put your money on something and really have a good time, you probably go see the younger band. That's going to be blowing your face off with some new stuff. And I think that's what this young group has with Valverde. Uh, like you said, with Nunez, like, uh, Palistri is there too. Like the, they have some talented young guys, but so is, the, the, are they just, going to get the yeah. opportunity to go and be the reason why Uruguay advances? Or are they going to say, Nope, we've got to go with the old guard and let them see one more out. Well, and yeah, then Diego Godin as well. I mean, still playing yes. for Uruguay and that guy's yes. been around. It seems like forever. A note on Facundo Palistri uh, is Uruguayan is a very good winger. He's at Manchester United right now. You haven't seen him at all. Apparently he wants out in the winter transfer window. But again, you're talking about, the lead up in the minutes that you're getting leading yeah. into the world cup and he hasn't gotten any. That's so true. like, can you unleash him in a world cup and what is he available for? So it's going to be, it is, that's, I think it's actually a pretty good analogy. Uh, and just the way that they're going to balance this roster. I know that Ronald Arejo as well. One of their defenders is not sure if he's going to play. He's dealing with an injury heading into this. Again, we find ourselves in this literally every team, every group is dealing with this, the way that the schedule has worked out uh, for this November world cup. As far as it goes for Portugal, obviously you have Cristiano Ronaldo. This is going to be Cristiano Ronaldo's last World Cup. It's the same thing with Lionel Messi. Like, it's uh, okay. I mean, the guy's going to be, what, 30, 40 the next time a World Cup rolls around? I just can't I can't comprehend him playing in another. You have seen his pace dro just slow down dramatically. And so here, here's the funny thing with players like this. And it's all about – and Cristiano Ronaldo hasn't been in the best form heading into this, and we know his – thing with Manchester United, whatever. We do a separate podcast, and we have talked about all of that and how I feel about it. When he goes to Portugal, and Portugal won the Euros, was it six years ago now? I sounds, believe That sounds right. Six years ago now, uh, without his services, and he obviously a big part of that tournament uh, for them to win, but he goes out with a knee injury, and then all of a sudden, uh, they come out the other side, and they're, they're Euro winners. Cristiano Ronaldo knows this is his last chance at a World Cup, and if it's not his last chance, then good for him if he's still playing in four years' time. When a player like that, who is arguably one of the best players to ever walk planet Earth, to ever dribble and kick a soccer ball, 
When a player like that is pressed into a situation, knowing that it's your last go, can you get that that bit of extra greatness that has gotten them there before? And I think that is going to be huge for Portugal. I, obviously, I, I like them to win this group. I think they just have a little more depth than Uruguay if we're looking at this. But that bit of extra magic, can you conjure any of the Cristiano Ronaldo of old up on the world's biggest stage? And that's going to be such a big, big storyline, not only for Portugal as a nation, uh, but us fans watching Cristiano Ronaldo for one last time in the World Cup. Like, can you get that next bit of extra greatness that we have seen that we've become so familiar with in years past? Right. Yeah, and and the other part of that is whenever Portugal is knocked out of this tournament, be it in the group stage, which seems unlikely, or in the knockout round, there will come a moment where he is walking off a World Cup yep. pitch for possibly the last time, probably the last time. I can't, like I'm I'm with you. I can't imagine he plays another World Cup, and so then that will be a scene. Same with Lionel Messi. Of course. I mean those those guys. If both, they don't like you win, said, if they don't win, they the don't cup. win at all. Right, and. It, <laughs> I don't think it's likely, but man, what if it was somehow Argentina and Portugal ended up playing each other at any point in this tournament, let I alone saw a like meme the final or something? Like, you know, it, it was a game that was simulated on FIFA, and it was like uh, 120th minute. Lionel Messi has scored two goals. Ronaldo has three. Portugal ends up winning, and it's a 120 minute penalty. And someone <laughs> said, like, this would literally create World War Three. <laughs> like, it, well, <laughs> between <I> Penaldo, <laughs> Pessi, oh, oh my all gosh. that stuff. Yeah, like, it wouldn't be nations fighting. It would just be like all of the Messi and Ronaldo yeah, fans Twitter fighting fights. each other. <laughs> yes, there would just be a Twitter fight that ends up in real, real fighting. So there you go. All right. So that is the end of our Group H preview. Now, uh, before I end the whole thing, I just want to say, forget everything we just talked about. Totally unrelated to anything we just discussed. Yep. Zaftig Italian Village has plenty of delicious soccer, plenty of delicious beer. The soccer is delicious, but the beer is also more delicious. USA IPA is their beer they brewed for our podcast, Bone and Beam United. You can find that in stores, but you can also find that at Zaftig Italian Village, uh, at their tap room there, or at the Huntley Road tap room as well, up on the north side of Columbus. Either way you go, great place to go and watch soccer and drink some beer, especially this time of year. Now, forget everything I said about that. Thank you for listening to our World Cup Group H preview. For more, find more podcasts just like where you found this one. Just search Bone and Beam United and subscribe on Twitter at Bone Beam United. And also, by the way, if you're getting done and this is the last group stage preview that you have listened to, thank you very much for doing that. We will be coming out in the following days with a U.S. men's national team preview, and we will be doing an entire World Cup preview as well. So if you've made it this far... Congratulations. Congra congratulations on everything that you have achieved. And I will say for a fact that Bone and I are already exhausted from doing this. We're exhausted, but we're also excited for the World Cup to start. So thanks for listening. Now continue on and enjoy the rest of your soccer day. <laughs> <laughs>